0: Matthew chapter 20. Let's stand together, please. We're going to read um, the entire context that this passage deals with. And it's very relevant to what we're talking about tonight, about reaching people and serving the Lord. But it begins with the words, For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder. A landowner. The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that owns this piece of property, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. He's looking for people who want to work. And he's going to employ them to work in his vineyard. Keep in mind, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. And when he had agreed with the laborers, they negotiated, and when he agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, which was a fair wage for a day's work, he sent them into his vineyard. It doesn't give us the time. It just says it was early in the day, early in the morning. Verse 3, and he went out about the third hour. Now, we know what time that is. That's 9 in the morning, according to their calendar, their schedule, their time, So he he goes back out, this landowner, about 9 in the morning, 9 a.m., and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. So people are just standing around. They're not not working. They're They're just standing around, loitering. And he said unto them, Go you also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. Now, there was no agreeing on a price there. There was no negotiating there. This other, in verse 2, the first group that went, it said he agreed with the laborers for a penny a day. Here, there was no discussion about their salary. He just says, whatever's right, I'll give you. And they went their way. Again, he went out about the sixth hour. That would be about noon. And the ninth hour, about 3 p.m., and did likewise. He keeps going back, finding people standing around idle, doing nothing, and he sends them out. He hires them and sends them out to work. And about the 11th hour, 5 p.m., he went out and found others standing idle. Every time he went out, he found people standing around doing nothing. And saith unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? I mean, why are you just standing around? This is not what you were made for. Men were made to work, not stand around idle. Why are you standing around all the day? Now keep in mind, what's this story about? It's about the kingdom of God. It's not just about work ethic. It's not just about that. It is about that, but it's about the kingdom of God. Verse 7, they say unto him, because no man hath hired us, he saith unto them, go ye also into the vineyard. In other words, we're standing around because nobody asks us. Nobody's hired us. He said to them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall you receive. This is, not a, this is not in this passage, but you know, it's still true. People here who hire people to work for them know this is true. If you'll really do a day's job, more than likely they're going to give you what's right. If you just want to stand around and be lazy and find a, work it not working, you may have a problem, but he said, I'll give you whatever's right. Verse 8, So when even was come... Now it's too late to work, it's night time. The Lord of the vineyard saith unto his steward, call the laborers and give them their hire, pay them their wages, beginning from the last, the last one we hired, unto the first. And when they came that were hired about the 11th hour, they received every man a penny. Those who came in at the 11th hour, that would be about 5 p.m. before the end of the day, they just worked a little bit. They got a penny. But when the first came, they supposed, they just thought that they should have received more. I'd been thinking that too, man, he paid them guys, those guys a penny and what's he gonna pay us? And they likewise received every man a penny. And when they'd received it, they murmured against the goodman of the house. They criticized the man who hired them, saying these last, these last ones that are hired, have wrought but one hour, they just worked an hour. And thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and heat of the day. We've been out there working all day. They just worked for an hour. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? I mean, we talked about this before you went out there. You said you'd work all day for a penny, right? I mean, you agreed to it. Take that thine is and go thy way. I will give unto this last even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Shouldn't I be able to do that if that's what I want to do? Is is thine eye evil because I'm good? Because I decided to give those who came on later a good salary? Does that make... why I'm doing something good for them and you're looking down on me for it. So the last shall be first and the first last... For many be called, but few chosen. I'm looking forward to just going through this passage tonight. Not for the first time we've ever done it, but we've never done it quite like this. But uh, let's ask God to bless. Father, bless as we study your word tonight. Help us to be alert, attentive, engaged in what the word of God says to us. And I pray the spirit of God would work in our hearts. God, would you have your way in all of our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. So again, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. This is what God's kingdom is like. It's like a man who owns property and he's hiring people to work in his vineyard. Some people spent the whole day out in the heat of the sun. Some people only got hired at the last hour, but all of them will eventually be rewarded. So we're going to look at some lessons here tonight about service, about serving the Lord. Uh, but really, there's also I, I just want to take a moment in introducing this, just to talk about the general subject of idleness, because that word is found more than once in this passage, and they were these people were idle, and I want you to think tonight. I to I'm I'm, I'm going to say this to all of us. I think it has relevance to young people, to adults, to parents. You know, we ought to have the right view, a biblical view about idleness. Um, the word idle doesn't just mean lazy. It means lazy from labor. It means to be unemployed. These, he was hiring people, but there are a lot of people who were not being hired. They were inactive. They weren't busy. Uh, Thayer's uh, dictionary says, idle is shunning the labor which one ought to perform. And idleness... I think we would all agree, idleness can be a real problem in our culture. Um, There's been discussion, you know, there always is this discussion when we have these mass killings. That's 20-something this year already. Mass killings means four or more fatalities, more than 20 of them this year. And the question is, what causes this? What, what is it culturally? And I think there's a whole lot of different factors that co- create this. But I, I heard an interview with a person who was a former uh, uh, employee of the FBI. And this person was talking very directly about the danger of the minds of a generation being corrupted because they sit around and play these uh, video games and different things that are that are engaged in shooting and blowing people's heads up and sort of being sort of being uh, desensitized to what life is really about. And you know what that's caused from idleness, just sitting around playing games and not just entertaining games, but immoral and ungodly games. And I'm just saying idleness. Don't treat young person. Don't treat idleness like it's an it's an approved behavior. It's not. There's way too much of it. Uh, Webster's 1828 just defined idle as not employed, unoccupied with business. There's plenty to do, if a person wants to do it. There's plenty to do. You know, we we ask people sometimes to come up. People came up this week's. So, and pull weeds out around the garden and different things. You say, well, I don't want to do that. Well, I'll tell you, that would be much better for you than sitting around just being idle. Amen. Idleness is not a good thing. Answer the question. Does the Bible commend or condemn idleness? It's I, Being idle is never commended or spoken favorably in the Bible. Never. You say, well, what about a person that's just sitting before the Lord and reading their Bible and, and praying, that's not being idle. That's doing something productive with your time, spiritually beneficial. Proverbs says, slothfulness casteth into a deep sleep, and an idle soul shall suffer hunger. You know, in 1 Timothy chapter 5, there's a passage about widows and, and the church's responsibility toward widows. And the qualifications for meeting those, uh, and really, I've, in my lifetime, I've met very few women that would meet that qualification. One of the things, first thing is they have children, children ought to take care of them. Second thing, and it gives all these qualifications, they should be uh, spiritually minded, you know, serious, uh, sober, serious about the things of God. But then it talks about young widows, and in talking about young widows, it says that they're idle. They just go about from house to house being busybodies. They're just they're idle in the Bible. Everywhere you see the word idle in the Bible, it's not a good thing. Now I think we ought to take that serious. Young people, I think you ought to take that seriously. And parents need to take that seriously. We ought to have a biblical worldview, as I said about that. Work, labor, service, activity is to be embraced. And I think as parents it would do us well to curtail idleness in our own lives and the lives of our children. And and God uses this. Now this this is just taking the Bible and reading the Bible and understanding what the text says God uses this matter of idleness to speak directly to the subject about our involvement in the Lord's work. This is a this is a beginning in verse 1, this is a story that's given, a parable, if you would, about the kingdom of heaven. It's like a man who's a householder and he's talking about the Lord, about Jesus Christ, the master of a family. And he goes out early in the morning. This is about the kingdom of this is about the kingdom of heaven. The owner of the land goes out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. And what is the vineyard? In the kingdom, what is the vineyard? It's the ministry. It's reaching people with the gospel. It's preaching the gospel. It has to do with the work of God, with fruit bearing, with harvesting, with the work of the kingdom. That's what this is all about. And he said, this is what the kingdom of heaven looks like. Some people are employed earlier in the day. That could be earlier in the, the era of time. It could be earlier as far as their age is concerned, but some people are employed at different hours of the day, different times of their lives. They're sitting in this room tonight, people who have been laboring in the Lord's vineyard for decades, some longer than I have. They've been, they've been, they've been in the Lord's work, but there are also some who are still unemployed. They're not yet in the work. They're not yet doing that work that he's talking about. And so the question that's asked in our primary verse that we're focusing on verse six is why? Why are you still idle? And I think this is a fascinating passage of scripture. I mean, I just think it is amazing. And I wanna just point out a few things as we think about this passage, and I'm gonna be very, very practical, but I think very relevant. And the first thing I want to say is this. There are still people who are idle as far as being employed in the Lord's work. When I say employed, I'm not talking about you have an office with your name on the office and you have a staff position. I'm talking about you're, you're, you're working for the landowner. You're working in the kingdom of God for Jesus Christ. Now, in our church, I'm thankful for everybody that serves. And I'm talking about... We have a lot of percentage-wise. We have a lot of people who are actively serving. Now, stay with me tonight. I'm not. What do we mean by serving? We're not. That's not attending church. Attending church is not service for the Lord. Amen. Attending church is not labor. A uh, praying is not. Praying is not being in the laboring for the Lord. Having family devotions. Those things are not necessarily what we would call serving the Lord. I'm talking about people who are actively engaged in ministering to people and reaching people and taking the gospel to people, to witnessing to people. And it, this, the church's work could not be done without those who are willing to be involved and serve. They could be Sunday school teachers. They could be nursery workers. They could be going on visitation and passing out literature. They could be preaching the gospel, involved in outreach, going to the nursing homes, going to the hospitals, going to the jails, going where people are. It's, he hired people to go and work in the vineyard. The ministry requires laborers. And it's still so in the kingdom of heaven. Some are idle. There are probably some sitting here tonight. If you had, if you had to give a, an, an explanation of what you were doing in the vineyard of the Lord, you wouldn't be able to say. And I just want to say to you, the landowner is still hiring people. The harvest is great. The laborers are few. Every Christian should be involved or at least preparing to be involved in the Lord's great work. He wants all of us working. If I've said that one time in my life, preaching and teaching, I've said it hundreds, I'm sure. Everybody should be involved in some aspect of the Lord's work and there's some still that are idle. And you ought to answer that question. I'm, I'm not asking the question alone. He's asking the question. Why are you still idle? What, what are you waiting for to get involved in ministry, in the Lord's work? There's a second thought. Number one, there's still many who are idle. Number two, he wants us active as soon as possible. I mean, he went out and looked for people, verse one, early in the morning. And some were ready early in the morning. Very early. I don't know, it doesn't tell us what time. But but some were ready early in the morning. And then it tells us uh, in verse 3 that some were ready about 9 in in the morning, 9 a.m. And others got involved at noontime in verse 5. And then then about 3 p.m. This is the second shift. 3 p.m. in the ninth hour, and then some in the 11th hour. But what I what I take from that is the, we can get it, we ought to get involved as early as we can. Other some people responded earlier, some people didn't respond as earlier. But the earlier you start, the better it is. Young people, you, I wish you could really really understand this. There's so many reasons. For you get involved as early as possible in serving the Lord. You have more years to serve the Lord. You have more opportunities to serve the Lord. You have more energy to serve the Lord. I hear people talk about how their energy level is not quite what it was. I empathize with them. I've never experienced it personally, but I understand what they're talking about. But from this, we see these people started very early. By the way, if both of them got paid the same thing, if the people who started to work at noon got paid the same thing, as the people who started at 5 got paid and the people who started early before the 9 o'clock, that could could have been daylight. If they all got paid the same thing, and we're talking about serving the Lord, right? And they all got paid the same thing, Who really is the most blessed? The one that just got in under the wire and worked an hour and got paid? Or those who've been in the vineyard all their life and got paid? I say the ones who started early. Even if they didn't get paid extra for it, they're serving the Lord with their life. This is about the kingdom of heaven. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about serving the Lord. It's not about a job. It's not about a contract. It's about serving the Lord. We ought to be as active as soon as possible. Make yourself available. If you're saved, you ought to be making yourself available in the Christian life. Serve where you, you say, Well, I can't, I'm not a preacher. I'm not, but, well, do what you can do. A lot of our people do. They're working, they serve in the nursery, they sing in the choir, they're out on visitation, they cl- help clean around the building. They're just doing things that, that are a positive thing to the Lord's work. Be quick to volunteer. You know, it doesn't tell us this, but it wouldn't surprise me if some of those people that got hired at 5 p.m. may have been already been standing around twiddling their thumbs at 9 a.m. Be, be, ready, be ready to serve. Be ready to do what the Lord wants you to do. And if you did you could say, well, I didn't do that, I missed that. I missed, I missed the six o'clock call, I missed the nine o'clock call, then respond to the 12 o'clock call. Or respond to the three o'clock call. Or respond to some call. Don't waste this time of your life. Whatever time it is, don't waste it. Get involved. Get involved in the Lord's work. I'm glad I started as a young adult. I wasn't as young as some of you are who are getting started. But I was 21. For 44 years, it's been my privilege to be Serving in the vineyard of the Lord, but you know what? I wish I'd have started earlier. I wish I'd have started as a teenager. I wasn't saved at that time. Uh, I'm, you know, you could start wherever you are. You could start. I was thinking uh, today about the importance of supporting missionaries, and we supported in our church through faith promise giving. And my wife and I didn't start until 1992. That's when our church started doing it. We'd never been a part of a church that did before. I wish I'd have started sooner. But get involved. Get involved in being a part of reaching people through the church for the glory of God. So number one, there's still some who are idle. I hope not after tonight. Number two, he wants us active as soon as possible. And no matter how you might look back and say, well, I I wish I'd have been doing this five years ago. You can't change what you did five years ago. But get involved now. Third thing I see in this is others have been serving before you. We shouldn't let that intimidate us. I say that because sometimes people may come into a church, they're sitting in a church, they're kind of new to the church, you know, thinking, you know, um, I I haven't been doing as long as these other people do. You know, I can never be where they are. Don't think like that. Just get busy. Don't let that hinder you. I was kidding with Brother Cook a moment ago, but But, you know, he may have felt that way when he came into church a few years ago. Everybody else seems to be, they know where stuff is in the Bible. They're serving the Lord. They're comfortable sharing the gospel. But he didn't let that stop him. And now people look at him and say, there's somebody, that's that's somebody who's growing. I could follow after them. I could be encouraged by them. Let, Let the fact that there are other people already doing it encourage you and inspire you. You know, the devil is good at what he does. And he will do anything he can to keep people out of the vineyard. He'll do anything he can. He'll give you other things to do. He'll make you think you could never be as good as somebody else. He's a master at what he's in. But I'm telling you what the Lord of the vineyard said. He said, get involved as soon as you can. He needs workers now. And by the way, every time a new person starts showing up for visitation, or they start being in, wanting to get involved. Someone said to me just fairly recently in the church here, this, this kind of new, I'm really trying to fight, figure out what the Lord wants me to do. That's the way it ought to be. Let other people... And you know what? That's an encouragement to me. The fourth thing I see is this. And I don't really like it. But it's reality. Sometimes people need to be asked. Um... You know what I'm saying? Sometimes people just need to be asked. Somebody asked me, first time I got involved in bus ministry, somebody just asked me, you've heard me tell the story, just point blank, eyeball to eyeball. What would you think about getting involved in the bus ministry? I'm glad they did. Now I wasn't, I wasn't hesitating to get involved, I just didn't know what the bus ministry was. Some are hesitate to volunteer without ever being asked. And, and I think that's kind of what this people is saying here, while well, I'm how come you're, why are you standing out here your He said, well, nobody hired us, nobody asked us. I've had people tell me before. You know, nobody ever asked me. Let me just tell you something tonight that'll help you. Jesus asked every one of us to serve him. He asked us all to serve him. Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Jesus tell, Jesus calls us. He says, why are you standing around all the day idle?" By the way, this is is something you've got to think about. These people took their invitation seriously. And we ought to take it seriously when we're asked to serve. Jesus recruited workers. He asked people. He asked Andrew. He asked Peter. He asked James and John and Matthew, the tax collector. And And by the way, you know what? You say, well, he never asked me. What do you think he's doing right now? I mean, what do you think he's doing right now? He's, he's, he's asking. He's asking through this passage of Scripture. He's asking through the preacher. He's asking you, why don't you get involved? I and mean, while, I, while I stand up here and say, you know, God is looking for people to serve Him, why don't you take that personally? I, th- I see this a lot sometimes, and I see it in lost people, and I see it in saved people, is... We don't personalize the Scripture. We say, well, that must be for somebody else or it must be for everybody else. No, it's for all of us. All, it's for all of us. The day that I gave my life to the Lord, when I said, Lord, I, I want to I serve you with my life. I was just a kid. Never dreamed for a minute. I never dreamed I'd ever be a preacher. I was content being a house painter, working in a bus ministry having the time of my life. I was saved. This is the best life I'd ever seen. But the preacher got up and preached a message that said God is looking for a man. And you know what? I thought, well, if God... If I, is he telling me the truth? Is God really looking for people? And if God's really looking for people, here I am. I, here I am. If God's looking for somebody, I'm going to surrender. I'm gonna, why don't we think that way about it rather than rather than just say, well, nobody ever asked me. Some people may need to be asked. And with God will help me, I'll be asking you. But, but we ought to take God's invitation seriously. This is what the kingdom of heaven is like. The landowner is compelling the idol to get busy. Is that right? That's exactly what it's saying. I'll give you another thought from this passage. It's never been this late before. I mean, we don't know where we are. If these these hours had to do with starting with the Gospel era and Jesus preaching the Gospel, we may be at the 5 o'clock hour. I mean, you don't know that. The day may be almost gone. And so the question is, why are you standing around idle all day? I'm telling you, according to the words of Jesus, the night's going to come when no man can work. You say, "Well, I'm 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 just not going to I'm not going to answer the call now. I'm not going to answer the call now. But maybe maybe next time. This may be the last time. This may be the last time. Every day, every day of our life and every day of recorded time, the time to serve gets shorter and shorter, not longer and longer." Jesus said to his disciples, "Don't tell me there's four months. Don't tell me you've got four months because the heart till the harvest starts." He says, "Look on the fields; they're white already in the harvest. It's never been this late before." The next number, whichever number it is, it's not too late to get started. And maybe you've been idle. Maybe you've squandered your youth, the early part of your life. Maybe you've wasted some of the prime years of your life. Maybe you've gotten out of the habit of witnessing. Maybe you've gotten out of the habit of visiting. Maybe you've out of the habit of serving. But it's not too late to get started. I mean, we have this example. Jesus didn't say, Jesus said, in talking about the kingdom, He didn't say, alright, it's already the sixth hour, there's no point in giving anybody else a chance. He didn't say that. At the at eleventh the hour, He gave people the opportunity to leave their life of idleness as far as the kingdom is concerned, and get involved in His work. I tell you, this, the devil's lie that it's too late. Amen. It's not too late to get started. It's never too late to start doing what's right. Do what we can now. If you're if you've been making excuses, I'm going to wait till I feel better. I'm going to wait till the, it's too hot. It's too hot out there now. I'm going to wait until it gets cooler. And it's going to be too cold out there. It's too rainy. But it's too dry and humid. I mean, there's always some reason. Here's another thought from this passage. And I only have 17 more. Here's another thought. Those who have been serving should never quit. The guy that started early in the morning didn't quit. The guy that started at 9 a.m. didn't quit. They kept working up until payday. They're still in the field at the end of the day. Don't quit. Don't quit serving the Lord for any reason. Whatever your age is, however old you are, however long you've been saved, whatever you've done. Now, you know, we may not be able to do as much as we once did, but let's do what we can. Amen? Amen? If you've become idle, return to service. And don't don't quit. Look, I don't, I don't, I try to understand people, but I don't think getting involved in the Lord's work ought to be a a sort of a temporal, temporary thing. I think we ought to get in it, stay in it. And I know a lot of you believe that way. And some people, I've watched them, evidence they believe that way. But even if you've gotten out, like John Mark, John Mark, we don't know all the reasons why, but he got out. But thank God he got back in. You know, it's the devil that wants to, us to think that we can't serve. I think, I, I, by the grace of God, I, I pray that I serve as long as I'm physically able. And I'm not able to do what I'm doing now, but I can do something. Amen? We ought to, those who've been serving should never quit. So we, we find all these things in this text. I just want to... Re- briefly go over. There's there's still people who are idle. He wants us active as soon as possible. Others were serving before you. Don't let that discourage you. I like I still like it when I find an older preacher older than I am. <laughs> Very rare, but I find them every once in a while. I like it. Some may need to be asked. Don't hesitate to ask somebody. It's never been this late before. It's not too late to get started and don't ever stop. And there's one last thing about this. And this is a part of what this is about. All the workers will be properly rewarded. All of them will be. You know, look at this with me if you would please in Matthew chapter 20 and verse 1. The language of verse 1 is clearly implies that it's a continuation of what's been said. It begins with the word for. For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man. So he's 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 going, he's a continuation of what was been discussed in the previous chapter. And you have to go way back in the chapter really to catch up with all this. Let me just point out a couple of verses. In verse 16, a man came, we're talking about not Matthew 19, 16 now. This man came to him and said, What good thing must I do that I may inherit eternal life? How can I go to heaven? And Jesus dealt with that man about the law and about helping him to see his need for repentance and faith. And of course, he said to him in this passage, go and sell everything you have in verse 21. Give it to the poor. You'll have treasures in heaven and come and follow me. But the young man, when he heard that, he went away sorrowful in verse 22. Then, then Peter asked him down in verse 27. Then answered Peter and said unto him. So this is all a part. It didn't, there's no. This happened one day. This happened another day. As soon as what happened prior to verse 27 was done, then answered Peter and said to him, We've left. We've forsaken everything and followed you. What's what's going to be in it for us? What shall be? What will we have, therefore, we've we've left all. Here was a man. It's all. It all fits together. Here was a man that Jesus said, I want you to sell everything you have and come follow me. He wouldn't do it. And after that conversation ends, Peter said, Well, what about us? We have given up everything. Do you see that? We've, We've left everything to follow you. And Jesus tells him there in verse 29, Everyone that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children shall inherit everlasting life. So he says, everybody will be rewarded. And then then chapter 20, verse 1 is a continuation. For the kingdom of heaven is like this. This is what the kingdom of heaven is like. If you came in early, if you came in midday, if you came in later, all of us are serving the king. That's what this is about. We're all serving the king. And so in verse 7 of chapter 20, he says... Go into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, thou shall you receive. Whatsoever is right, and of course we know in verse down in verse 11, those that those that it received worked all day and got the same thing as the, work, the guy that started at the end of the day. They murmured. They were complaining. They were against that. They they didn't like the way that they had been paid. But the answer is, you'll receive what's right. Amen? I'm still amazed that God just lets me serve Him. I'm, just, I'm amazed. I said that to a preacher just the other day. I mean, I, I'm as amazed as I can be that God would let me serve Him. And, and be glad for all those who serve Him. Be glad for those who've been serving Him for decades. Be glad for those who are trying to find a place to serve Him now. Just be glad that everybody who will will serve Him. And in, in the end, it's going to be right. Our rewards are going to be right. And by the way, our rewards are not personal recognition. There's not going to be, going to be a newspaper tabloid in heaven with your name on the front page just because you did a certain thing. None, none of the rewards are going to be about us. It's not going to be about our recognition. It's not going to be us patting ourselves on the back. None of it will not... not one. Iota, not one inkling of that will be in heaven. You know what it's going to be about? We did what we did by the grace of God and He gets the glory for it. That's what it's going to be like. And we want Him to get glory. So, I conclude with the question tonight. This was the question that Jesus asked. Why stand you here idle? Some of you young people claim to be saved Claim to be born again. Never lift a finger to do something in service for Christ. Why? Why are you idle? You may, you may, be, not, you may be on the basketball team. You may be on the volleyball team. But we're talking about why are you idle in the vineyard of the king? Why? There's a place for you to serve. There's a place for you to serve. Amen? And as parents, we ought to teach our children. We ought to educate our children. We ought to train our children to start serving the Lord as soon as they're able. That might be pulling weeds or picking up, straightening up chairs or whatever it is. We ought to be teaching them to serve the Lord. If I was a parent... And had a child that was a middle middle school age or junior high age. And they were not showing a desire to serve the Lord. And not actively involved in some way serving the Lord. I would immediately make that a priority in my life. Because don't think if they're not serving as a 5th or 6th grader. Don't think for a moment just because they become a junior in high school they're going to be serving. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. Would you? You say, why are you talking about this? Because Jesus said this is what the kingdom's about. Start, start early and don't stop. Start early, rejoice every time somebody else gets hired, and just keep working. Amen? You see somebody else in the vineyard, said, Praise God. Good to have you. But don't stop. And don't fret about the rewards. <laughs> it's humorous to me to think that taking this to its logical conclusion, that somebody would ever say in heaven, Lord, I, how come I only got this and I was there? It's not going to be any of that. Amen? None of it. Why are you idle?